Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, Chris Pickett tells us the reasons a young man would choose to ride in the trunk of a car. My story takes place in 2009. I was a junior in high school. While this was going on, um, it was the last weekend of March, I want to say. Uh, it was that Friday. I remember because I was on punishment. Um, I was a bad kid, so yeah, I was on punishment. I remember my mom telling me a list of what I can and can't do. Basically, I can sit in my room and I can't do anything. So I'm sitting in my room and I am watching TV, talking to the phone, talking on the phone with my best friend Brandon, and we're just talking about TV. We're just talking about life. So go about that, talking about life, whatever. Um, scrolling through Facebook, I noticed that a bunch of my friends are going out to a um, spring break party. They're going out to a spring break party. And I remember talking to my, my friend, and I remember telling him, hey, everybody's going to this party. What do you think I should do? Now, you guys don't know him. His name's Brandon. And Brandon is the type of friend that's horrible asking advice from because he never tells you what you want to hear. He tells you what you should do. And no one needs a friend that tells you what you should do. Everybody needs that one friend that says, hey, just go out, have fun, right? You know what I mean? So he tells me that I should sit in the house and um, listen to what my mom says. Don't piss your mom off, Chris, because, you know, she bought you in this world. She could take you out. My mom invented that, by the way. Um, everybody else's mom say that, but my mom legit can take me out of this world just like that. Like, I just disappear off the stage. You just see the mic drop. <laughs> um, so... I'm like, you know, whatever, don't listen, you know, you, you, you always say this, you always do that. He's like, Chris, it's going to blow up in your face. Like everything else I say, it's going to blow right up in your face. I ignore him. Before I could even hang up the phone, I was already dressed, ready to go. <laughs> Hung up the phone, I ended up calling another friend, and I say, hey, Gates, come pick me up. Let's go to this party. He's like, all for it, you know, 7 o'clock rolls around, we're there, we're gone. Um, I waited a couple of hours, it was probably the longest hours of my life. When 7 o'clock finally came out, everything was ready to go. My wall was decorated with plans and blueprints, everything, ready to go. <laughs> because sneaking out of my house was probably like a Mission Impossible movie. Ocean's Eleven, whatever. It was the worst thing ever. Because my mom, I was pretty convinced she was omniscient. I was pretty convinced my mom had sonar. <laughs> it was horrible. So... I go out of my room, and I take a left, go around the corner, and right here is my mom's room, and right here is the steps. So I'm like, dang, what does plan B say? All right, it says go down the steps. Ready to go down the steps. So I'm going down the steps, and every single step was louder than the first step. It felt like I was in a Tom and Jerry cartoon where, you know, they're creeping down the steps, and everything is a car crash, and the next thing is dishes being thrown. It was scary, terrifying. Um, but I was so convinced, I was so determined to go to this party that I felt like I had gotten superpowers and I had floated down the rest of the steps. Because, um, to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie, there was a girl I wanted to see. Just like anybody else here, everybody, all guys are motivated by girls. We're all ready to go because we all want something. I don't know if I was thinking about getting a hand job or I don't, I don't know what it was. <laughs> but I was, I was ready. I was ready to go. Um, finally got downstairs and I'm reaching for the handle. I'm like, no. She'll hear that. So in my mind, I was like, you know, Chris, you go to Bayside. You're a pretty smart kid. Go out the window. So I lifted up the window, 
I lifted out the window, um, hopped out, and I'm in the grass, and I'm like, I'm a smart kid. I went to Bayside, so let me leave the window open. Because I, I, I don't know. Don't judge me. <laughs> so um, I was actually smart enough to tell my best friend to not park right in front of my house because that would have probably been something I would have said. He parks down the street, and I finally get down the street, and I see the car, and I notice one important thing. The car is completely full. So I look at Gates, and I'm like, we, we both went to Bayside. We're both smart people. How did, how did this happen? How did, how did you come to the conclusion that I'm going to go pick up my best friend, and we're going to get in this car, and he's going to sit? So I'm like, you know, for, for you guys, you don't know Gates. Let me give you the, the, best, um, the best description of my best friend. Gates is the closest thing to a spoiled rich kid that you can get from Bayside High School. Closest thing. He's not smart. He's just, he's, he's has, he has his money. He has his looks and he has his car. So I'm like, you know, I'm already down here. I want, I want to see this girl. I'm ready to go. So I asked him a question that will probably haunt me for the rest of my life. This question I will never ask anybody else as long as I live. I said, you know, what's in your trunk? <laughs> he pops the trunk. There's a couple of cases of water, uh, a couple of tools. I scooch him aside. And before my brain could even tell me, what are you doing? Before my brain could even switch on, I went ahead and I just hopped in. I said, close it. Let's go. Close it. Let's go. Um, hopped in the trunk. And it was, it was interesting. It was a mixture of things. It was scary, but peaceful. It was quiet. It was quiet, but at the same time, I could hear everybody else talking. So it was, it was interesting. It's an experience. I wouldn't really say, hey, go hop in the trunk. I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell you to go do it. But if you just so happen to be presented the opportunity, take it. <coughs> um, so I'm in the trunk. We finally get to this party, and it was the worst party I have ever been to. It was more of a social gathering than anything. I want to say it was a... Um, a, a study group. We'll say it's a study group. There was like, there was like two six packs of hot beer on the counter. Um, six people. There was it was probably like ten people there. Five of them came with me. Um, I remember there being one girl, and she was sandwiched between two people. So I was like, I'm not gonna talk to her. And the girl I was actually going there to see wasn't even there. So I called Brandon. And I'm like, Hey, you're right. I probably should have stayed home. And hearing that on the phone, hearing him say, I told you so, is probably like a needle going into your earlobe. I hate, I hate it when he tells me he's right because he is always right. He is never wrong like about anything. It's scary. He should write a book. So he's telling me, I'm, he's like, I told you so. He's telling me all this stuff. He's, he's just all in my ear. And I'm getting off the phone. I'm hanging up. The last thing I heard him say was, make sure you tell Gates not to drive like an asshole. And I didn't tell Gates that because them two, they argue like a married couple. They, they argue like, like they're about to get a divorce, but they, at the last minute they're talking about having a baby. It's, it's, it's complicated. <laughs> Their relationship, the three of us, we, we're a good group, but, you know. Um, so I got, I, we're, we're heading out, we're on our way back, and I didn't even, like, think of calling shotgun. I didn't think of calling window seat. I was like, this trunk, that, that's my spot. I was like, get out, that's my spot. Pop it, I'm getting in there. Got back in the trunk. And I remember it was pitch black. It was peaceful. Couldn't see my hand in my face. And I'm just like, man, this is a nice day. And I just remember everything going buck wild. 
the car was just swerving everywhere. The tools were hitting, hitting everything, and the water was being flung all over the place. And I just remember screaming, Gates, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And then it all stopped. It all stopped just like that. So um, it was about two minutes of me just sitting alone in this trunk. And I'm like, what is, what's happening? I wasn't hurt, luckily. Um, they opened the trunk, and I just saw the rest of my friends sitting on the curb. What had happened was Gates was driving like an asshole. Um, he didn't, I didn't tell him not to, so, you know, he decided to do it. And he ended up spinning out of control. He knocked over a light pole, and the car was just sitting clean on the curb. It wasn't like it was half off the curb. It was just chilling on the curb. So I'm looking at everybody, and everybody's looking at me. And I'm just like, how did this happen? You didn't touch alcohol. We, we don't drink. I mean, we're good kids. Like, where do, where do we go wrong? It's, it's our base-eyed smartness that basically put us in that situation. So um, the cops come, and Gates' mom comes, and they're all asking what's going on. They're asking people what's happening. And the cop, he's like, you know, there's one, two, three, four, five, and then there's you. And I'm like... I live right around the corner, officer. I just, I just, walked, I just walked right over here. Um, basically, I ended up going home, and I walked through the house, and my mom was not too pleased. The rest of my spring break didn't go as well as I planned. I actually ended up getting punched in the chest by my mom, too. Um, <laughs> I learned a lot about myself through that experience. I learned that if given the opportunity today, I would probably end up doing it all over again. But the difference being is today, I probably won't leave my house unless I know for sure that where I'm going to go, she's going to be there. And I don't have to worry about getting punched in the chest when I end up going home too in the morning. So, <laughs> yep, that's my story, guys. That was Chris Pickett sharing his story about, well, sneaking out of the house. Thanks, Chris, for sharing your story. I'm Deb Markham, the producer of Tell Me More Live. If you'd like to join our show or help out in any way, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, a submission and contact form, and more Storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.